0: You're listening to Marketing Major with Josh and Mo. A podcast created for students by students who are curious about marketing. Welcome
1: back to Marketing Major, everyone. Josh here. Just Kidding, it's Jill Sunk was back for the third time by popular demand. <laughs> We're here with Josh Radistitz and Mo, as always. I don't have a last yes. name, thanks for having <laughs> last me. last name, and Matt from Zag.
0: So, Jill, why are you introducing the podcast? Today?
1: Well, because everyone's tired of Josh, just kidding. Um, <laughs> because, um, I used to work at Zag, so they had me back on here, you can here to that, my, yeah. yeah, not yeah. lying. What'd you do? Um, I was. I went from the social media intern to a social media coordinator. So, just so Matt was your boss. Matt was wow. my boss. Nice. That sounds right. Yeah. That sounds about no, right. From I, can, your recollection. I can verify it. Yeah. No, <laughs> Absolutely. My paper. Yeah. That sounds 100% accurate. <laughs> and Matt, <laughs> what do you do here? Show. I am a Zeg's digital strategy manager. I've been with us for about five years now, which has been <laughs> a ride. What
0: does a digital strategy manager do?
1: It's, uh, you know, it's a full scope of everything. It feels like, like, I mean, I describe my job for like new clients who come in. as just being like, I'm the touch point millennial in the agency who can just be like, hey, internet. I relate. That's kind of <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so your kids are on TikTok. <laughs> Me too. Um, no, but it's, it's, it's definitely like, it's a lot of that, like stuff that I think, you know, for websites, for social media, for online advertising, for emails, for, Anything kind of in that like millennial realm, which I mean, it's become less and less millennial more and more, just like everyone all the time, Um, being the guy who manages our teams for that. So kind of overseeing our online advertising people our website people our social media people and kind of coordinating that with everything else that we're doing, which is fun um, being online 24 (laughs) seven. I guess I <laughs> should get paid to do it.
0: I do it for free yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: first month here. I just like being like sitting and I felt bad because I started as a social media intern. So honestly the same position as Jill when she started with us and sitting and like being like on Facebook, just like scrolling up and down. I felt so guilty. I'm like, Oh, someone's going to come from behind and be like, what is he doing? He's just like looking at memes and stuff. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's kind of theoretically my job. <laughs> but like it feels weird. It's definitely like, it's wild to be like, that's, I mean, it's something that didn't exist. 10 years ago for sure, right? So yeah. it's wild to be like in the edge of, you know, doing digital stuff for businesses. Right. Yeah. Do you
0: think like in in digital teams there there's ever gonna be like someone specifically there as like a meme like specialist? A meme a coordinator. Meme like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like a meme strategist. A meme manager.
1: It's becoming more and more that. Um, I mean, we do like we do some social media for some clients, uh specifically like Papa John's, who like we Make memes as a strategy, which is wild. Like having weekly meme meme meetings, pretty much. Yeah, and is, a meme group chat. You have a meme group chat. Yeah, yeah. which I mean, all
0: business. For sure, <laughs> business. <All> work, no play. Twenty four
1: seven business uh, coming at you. No, I mean, but it's weird. I mean, like, cause you can't describe it to people, right? You're like, oh, you know, I, I have an hour of a week dedicated where as a team we come down and talk about memes and the most relevant memes that are happening and like what we saw on TikTok this last week like I think at least 65% of the reason I'm on TikTok is because of my job which is work (laughs) related right yeah it's like I I wish I could build a time at home just like flipping through TikToks for two hours in the morning but I can't but it's like yeah to be doing that I mean it's more on becoming like you have to be that like meme guy and it's weird it's funny but it's weird (laughs)
0: So you you mentioned like how you, you have a research background. Yeah. So can you kind of expand on that? And tell us more about like how where, what your background is like and how you got into social media.
1: Yeah. So, um, I mean, I got my Bachelor of Commerce in Marketing and I think when I was in school, like I was working four or five jobs my last term just because I was like, hey, try all the experiences you can. And that included doing enough research projects where me and a couple of buddies were involved in a class. We did a research project on responsible drinking and on kind of how like responsible drinking messages and marketing affect consumer perceptions and got that published to the university. And then I also did a paper on a like feminism and hip hop and how like hip hop artists represent their mothers in their music, which was pretty cool to kind oh. of do like, yeah, it was actually really cool. Cause it was like, I mean, you think of like, you know, Eminem and how like he represents his mother who like we always think of like Debbie cause you know, hear her and her his songs and stuff, how that um, psychologically is a, as a, thing of a representation of their upbringing. anyways i loved I loved research and I loved like reading stuff and kind of getting involved in that and so I also taught like stats labs in university for like uh first and third year students like being involved in like excel regression probability side of that for a couple of years and so I've been like a numbers guy for most of my life um and I think it kind of like lended itself to what my career ended up being because. Working in digital, it's a lot of analytics, a lot of understanding how website traffic behaves, how online advertising behaves, how social media behaves, how that kind of comes together, and building like a a decent report on how that all kind of works together. Um, so that was like my school stuff, and then I mean, like Zagwise, I started here when I was 21, and I was uh, an intern for a bit, just like still in school, like working two days a week, just hanging out, and we're not just hanging; out, I was working. I was <laughs> doing stuff. I promise. Um, But it started, like, yeah, super, super chill, super, like, digital. I mean, was still a growing thing and stuff for the agency. And then over the last almost five years, um, from my fourth job title here of, you know, going from intern to specialist to senior strategist to manager for the entire digital stream of it. And I think because, you know, digital has been such a growing thing. Like, I mean, even though I started on the social media side of it, I've kind of had the opportunity to, I've always been involved in everything else. I've always been doing online advertising. I've always been doing website stuff. I've always been doing email marketing. So when I, uh, sh- shooted my shot,
0: shot, I, shot my shot, shot my shot. I've yeah. been to,
1: like in the past tense before and I shot my guy, but everything like that like, past tense. Anyways, <laughs> uh, when I shot my shot, <laughs> um, to like be a manager, I was like, you know, I've done all this stuff and been involved with a lot of clients from the beginning that we've had here and stuff and been able to kind of elevate that digital growth for them as a as an organization so um it's been really cool to be in such a multifaceted role where we do a lot of stuff and like we're involved with so many different like internal and external organizations suppliers everything like I my job right now I feel like for the majority of the part of it is just coordinating different conversations with people which I love doing because I love talking hashtag podcast and being able to just like, yeah chat with people and stuff because it's such like, a good way to bring together business and, and grow it so it's been a it's been a ride but it's been fun
0: yeah do you have like an idea of where you want like what do you want to do next or where you want to go
1: <laughs> no clue no i was uh no i i'm so honestly like you couldn't tell me what tomorrow's date is and i'd be like that's surprising that's cool i had no idea <laughs> I, i'm so just like i mean i'm very just naive to i think my surroundings just to go with the flow type of guy yeah very I like <laughs> very i mean i used to have like six feet hair so i mean i feel like not six feet i used to have like three feet hair i mean I, i'm a guy just like eh, whatever um no i mean like when i was still at university and stuff i got interviewed for like this feature on like grads and like they had said like oh what's your five-year plan and i was employed here at the time just as an intern and i was like honestly like no clue. Like a year from now, I have no idea where I want to be, what it's going to be, and stuff. I've never would have thought I'd be working in digital when I was still in university. I never would have thought it'd be like, at an agency for five years. Like this is, um, this is like my first career job and stuff. And like I've just like hung it down and been hanging out. So it's, I have no idea. Um, I think like it's always going to be something that just like bases itself around talking to people and basically I've, I've loved managing i've loved being able to kind of like oversee people and talk to people and be on that side of it so probably somewhere there
0: so what do you usually say when you go to mixers and they ask you like what do you do for work what's your go-to
1: answer yeah no that's a good question uh i think it's a mix of uh, a mix of everything it depends on like the demographic i guess and like what they're trying to get after we've had a mix of clients over time and stuff. I mean, I think when I first started working kind of in this field of digital, like there was a different expectation of what digital looked like. We started kind of from a, when I started, there was one person working digital and she left right after I started. So I interned by myself for a couple of weeks and we've grown to, you know, a department of five people, which kind of shows how ingrained it's become into like anything that we do marketing wise overall for clients, whereas an expectation, not just like a, a luxury or something that's like, you know, new and different. Um, but that being said, I mean, I think depending on the demographic of who's asking, it's kind of a mix of, you know, we look after the online presence of your client. We look after kind of how they present themselves online, whether it's websites, whether it's social media, whether it's online advertising, how that kind of comes together as an ecosystem and, um, represents your brand like in a positive way. I think a lot of it is, is teaching and is educating clients about what digital means because we'd have clients who'd come to us, you know, just be on Facebook for the sake of like well, my my son or my daughter's on Facebook and I think as a business I should be there too. And now a lot more of it's like, well, how do we do what we're doing in a way that's actually strategic for our business and make it kind of worthwhile um, and make it, you know, something that they understand. So I think for a lot of our clients it's bringing them along on the journey of it because, you know, we can confuse them uh, versus convince them a lot of the times of just being like, hey, all these different, you know, analogies and terms and, and acronyms that they wouldn't understand. But I think it's valuable too to bring a client along for the, along for the ride and be able to say like, Hey, here's what this means. And here's how it's delivering return for your business versus just being like, let's just do it and close your eyes and it's going to work. And I think that's like a really cool thing to do for businesses where they can kind of get more involved in the process and kind of see all these things come together because it's no doubt going to not slow down. Like it's going to keep being the thing and it needs to stop. I th- it not, I think, you know, within the next, you know, five years, even it's going to stop being the thing where it's like, you know, you have a digital department or you have a digital team doing stuff. It's going to be like, that is your marketing team. That is like the marketing bread and butter of your, of your company or of your client or of your organization. And it's going to become something that's not siloed as much anymore. Right. So I think finding the ways to kind of bridge that gap together is going to be a big, you know next step i think for how the marketing industry as a whole progresses so
0: when you say that do you mean like like social media agencies or do you mean like marketing agencies that just like do social media across everybody rather than them being a team
1: yeah i think it's a bit of everything not that i have a crystal ball because i'm 0% predictive and i have no uh no no god power over the world
0: but no i think like despite the hair yeah you know i mean i try to you know
1: be the the savior of everyone. No, I mean, <laughs> but I think what's interesting and exciting about it is, you know, we, when I first started here and stuff, like you'd have a lot more, I think of those like specific areas of marketing, right? Like you'd have, you know, like I'm going to focus on traditional media. I'm going to focus on brand or I'm going to focus on strategy or I'm going to focus on, you know, the, the specific, you know, billboard buy type of deal. Um, but now more and more, I mean, we don't, I think those positions are becoming not obsolete, but it's changing in a way where it's like, you know, if you're strategizing for a client as a whole. You're going to think about social media. You're going to think about online advertising. You're going to think about the website. And so kind of encouraging, I think, you know, our clients as a whole to think about that as not as much of a, an individual piece, but encourage them to think of it as, Hey, you know, it's where you're getting your business and it's where you're actually going to see success in the future. Do
0: you have an example of like a client that something like that, where they came in and they didn't really know about digital and then you guys kind of switched their mindset?
1: Yeah, I mean, I can't think of a super, super specific, I mean, I can't think of specific ones, but the specific ones all kind of meld into one where it's like, we'll have clients come in and it, a lot of times it's clients who, you know, they've been in business for a long time. Like they, you know, have been around for 20, 30, 40 years. And I think what's exciting when a client comes to us is when they talk to us about like, we're, you know, we might be doing good, but like we're understanding that the economy and that the environment of marketing is changing and we need to find a way to kind of like change what we're doing to be reactive to technological advances and like the environment that we're working in. And so they'll come to us and they're like, you know, I don't know what that means. I don't know what a website is. We have some clients who have websites that are very, very old when they first come to us and they won't understand how it's like an important thing to kind of to change and to update and how, you know, everything Google-wise is so important to help people are actually find in their business and what their competitors are doing and stuff too. So... When they come talk to us first, I mean, we ask a lot of questions specifically on the digital side to be like, you know, is this something you're considering or is this something that you have any thoughts around? Just to kind of understand, like, I think first and foremost, their understanding of it and then being able to take their understanding of it and, you know, elevate them and empower them in a way that makes them understand the importance of it. Um, and I mean, it can definitely be a hill to climb. I mean, you have a new client who comes to you versus who is very you know, new to the industry and new to what they're doing. They understand, you know, the importance of social media. Maybe they started their business on social media. I mean, a lot of the big brands that are um, either new or very like powerful right now are like so hype on social media, like is there a big deal, right? And I mean, compared to some businesses who are older and stuff, it's kind of finding that like, you know, way to bring them to that same level, I guess. So it's a, it's a hill to climb, but it's really exciting to be involved in the education piece of it and kind of show them what's up.
0: So like, how do you approach a client who, like, you present them? Let's say, for example, you want to do memes for them, and they, they just yeah. they just don't get it. Like, they don't see the purpose of it. Like, what's your approach to that? <laughs> they're like, why are we doing this? It seems kind of stupid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fair. I mean, because it is, like, wild. Like, I mean, and how do you even, I mean, I have a hard time even describing to my parents sometimes what I do for a job and be like, hey, this is what a meme is. And they're like, what, what Matt? Can you please explain? I'm like, no, nah, I, I don't know how. But it, a meme is is this, Dad? And he's like, oh. Um, So I think a bit of it is like, I mean, I've I've have a background from university and stuff and like research and like trying to discern like how you can prove something using more than just semantics and more than just like talking about it and actually using like facts to drive that. And I think for a lot of clients, like if it's specifically like a meme or a millennial type of trend that's happening, talking about, you know, well, this is where audiences and doing the audience insights and research to understand why the audience is engaging with it and what actually the trends are pushing towards um, helps kind of, you know, powder down any of the anxieties that a client's having towards doing something that's totally outside of their realm. And it's cool to, to push a client like that because, I mean, for a lot of them, I mean, you know, if you have a, a client who doesn't even understand the concept of a meme and you push them to do a meme, um, it's very... It can be uncomfortable for them, but it's cool to be, you know, the the push behind that. I mean, I've had clients who we push you know, memes on social media for and they will text me and they'll be like, I don't understand what this means. And I'm like, no, that's understandable. Like, and I don't expect you to but like your audience will, like your audience, if you're pushing after the, you know, millennial Gen Z audience, they're the ones who you're trying to target with this. You may as well give it an opportunity. And like, trust me that this is not just a random shot in the dark. There is a reason that we're posting this, please trust me. (laughs) So it's a lot of it is, you know, encouragement. A lot of it's trying to show the value, show the research behind it and kind of give them the, the ammo. Cause I feel like for a lot of clients too, I mean, they're, they're speaking to people who might be above them too and stuff and trying to justify, you know, their positions and stuff. So arming them with the right Intel and the right information can go a long way for sure too. Um, I think it's pretty obvious which platform is on the rise. Um, which is TikTok, but which one do you think? Of TikTok. Is, we love TikTok. Um, we stand TikTok too. <laughs> which one do you think is the next one out? Um, the next one out. I feel like. I mean, I forget who had told me. I don't. I think honest, you honestly might have been involved in this meeting when it happened. But someone at some point was like, you know. I don't. I don't know if the research is real. I don't think it's real. But most people on Facebook are dead. But I think it was like. I think it was like an exaggeration. Just being like, there's more. <laughs> profiles of people who have passed it's on no, on Facebook in than real ones, yeah. which isn't. I mean, and no, it's not true. That sounds. That's super exasperated to be like that's actually a fact. But um I think there's there's enough to be said about Facebook and enough to be said about the expectations of I think how something might perform on Facebook compared to how it was you know a lot of years ago. I think something that's hard sometimes to communicate to a client or to um, you know overall to just, like anyone getting involved in the industry is you know. Facebook and Instagram and Google, like they're all businesses, right? And I mean, they are aiming to make money. And that's why, I mean, a lot of the the numbers and research behind it and stuff on Facebook and Google is like, you know, you have to spend the money to get the impressions and the reach that you otherwise wouldn't have in the past. Um, Nothing is as like organic or natural or easy as it used to be. So it's Tough because to convince a client that, you know, this the social media platform or they might, you know, be involved on themselves and see a lot of stuff and be like, well, no one's gonna engage with your brand unless you're paying a couple hundred dollars a month, even to boost a couple of posts. They're not gonna see your stuff. It's kind of a hard hill to climb because I think we kind of see sometimes Facebook and other social media platforms and Google as like this like free-for-all. Well, I mean, ultimately they're here to make money too. And it's tough to kind of engage that. So back to who is out next and stuff. I think it's a mix of, you know. The platform that doesn't react enough to what people are looking for and, you know, understands that the industry is changing. I mean, Facebook and Instagram have, themselves have made a lot of changes recently in terms of their their product and in terms of what they're trying to push for paid mediums to make sure that it is responsive to what people are looking for so that they cannot, you know, be scared that people aren't going to pay money to get what they're doing and stuff. So could be them. I mean, I... People always used to say Twitter's gonna be out of the way. I kind of use Twitter more than ever now, no though, which is no weird. No way, Twitter's me going too. out. There's I don't know. No There's no way. no way. I just like yeah. engage a lot of hockey stuff on Twitter. I'm like, well, I guess Twitter is coming back, but just for me, um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's a mix of who you are trying to go after and stuff. Because I mean, I think any of those big things aren't going to shut down tomorrow. Um, they're smart. They're businesses. They're multi-million dollar companies that are going to have people behind them who are going to say, "Hey, let's adapt," versus fade away. Um, so. No one's going anywhere. It's just how we use it, I think, that's kind of the most important thing to look at.
0: I've always felt like it's been my opinion that like Facebook is kind of dying out just because it used to be a yeah. lot more active when I was younger. And I feel like people our age, like Josh and Joe, like kind of feel the same way, more or less. <laughs> no, I still use Facebook, I yeah. feel old though. Yeah, it, it, feel, <laughs> like, it feels When it I go feels on older. it, I'm like, oh, okay. It feels older. I'm, I've heard I'm people retired. just check it more our age than like post. That's what yeah, I see yeah. Yeah, I don't is, know that. is that true? Do people like not post much, but everyone is going on there to look
1: I think it's Weird, I think, cause here's where I think the crux is gonna happen. Cause like I use Facebook, and I feel like it's probably like maybe the same for you guys too, like I use Facebook like for Messenger and for events, and like nothing else. Like, I mean, I'll I'll scroll through because, mainly because I'm in the industry and stuff, but also because I, you know, I'm interested still. But like, if, you know, Instagram were to integrate an event feature or their DM platform was a bit different and stuff, like, I feel like people would migrate towards that more and more, and they are already and stuff for sure, too. So, I don't know. I mean, I think it's like, I mean, whereas the main things I see on Facebook right now, I mean, are mainly my dad and my mom posting uh, memes. And it's, like, different, right? Like, it's a different vibe completely and stuff for sure. So, um. Yeah, it is changing, no doubt. I feel like we kind of
0: try to put all of social media into like one one thing where like I think the different platforms just serve different purposes now. Like yeah. it's not just like, all oh, social media, like Snapchat is not Facebook. Like they have different purposes.
1: Yeah. And how they actually like kind of, how they monetize it or like find like a, a reason to be like one of the hundred apps you have installed. It's kind of like, it's different for sure. I mean. I'm notorious with like I don't check Snapchats other than once a week, and I feel bad for anyone who Snapchats me, including Jill, who sometimes Snapchats me. I'm like, oh, it's been a week since I replied. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Three really exactly. weeks, Okay, well, I mean, I Yikes. yeah, I'm not great at you know keeping up to date with stuff. Uh, social media, <laughs> but, but no, I mean, it's like a coveted place. I mean, it used to, I think it used to be a lot harder also to get apps on your phone. Where people be like, oh, well, you know, I've <laughs> an eight gig iPhone or whatever. I mean, now it's like, you can have a hundred apps and stuff. You might not check them as often, but like, I mean, I'm, I'm no better than that. Like I will sometimes just be so bad at replying to things and it's finding the right ways to engage the right people for for sure.
0: So right now, like, what do you think is missing from the whole social media world? Like what, what do you wish was there that might make it easier for your job or for businesses?
1: huh that's a
0: good question that's
1: a yeah that's a question
0: like what would make your job easier let's let's
1: start yeah yeah um I think the biggest thing so I mean I'm taking like a site course right now just like as a fun side project because I love you know what's what's the word um sadism where you know you just kind of like torture yourself by taking a course full-time on the side because you think it's hilarious for yourself um so I'm taking a site course I'm I'm reading into like you know persuasion and psychology of like influences and everything I think the thing that I'm kind of trying to pick up on a lot is like if people are you know are on social media or on any other type of online platform kind of the uh advertising literacy of people is changing a lot so for example this is gonna sound so nerdy um no but I mean like for example like you know when tv first came out one of the big concerns was that someone wouldn't be able to discern a program from an ad it's like you'd see an ad and they'd be like oh you know this is just part of the program and stuff, which would increase like the trust and the relevancy of the ad because they'd be like, oh, well, you know, it's this show that I was just watching that I love is sharing this ad, and because of that, I should trust that a lot more. And then because of that, you know, different regulatory bodies like the FTC or everything else is like trying to be more cognizant of, like, well, let's find ways to make sure that ads seem like ads. Let's, you know, have a, a little gap between the show and the ad itself. Like, you know, with the, the station, for example, like this is... TV or whatever and then it goes into the ad so it kind of has like that you know gap um which helped with that but then with digital media and stuff it's been a lot since it's a new one stuff it's still something that like your regulatory bodies are trying to pick up on I guess and digital media is a lot newer and it's a lot different for people to try to regulate and try to change what's happening it's also international I mean it's harder to be like hey let's set laws on the entire world of the internet. And this is apparent with like the GDP stuff, you know, and like all their kind of anti-spam stuff happening there and also in Canada. Um, Whereas like, how do we actually like regulate what an ad is online? And the biggest, I think, area that still is like being impacted by that is like influencer marketing. So like when you look at like, you know, an influencer who might be sponsored by a product and be like, oh, you know, I'm so-and-so and and I love KFC, because I love KFC. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, like you know, show me with a bucket full of chicken, talking about how much I love popcorn chicken and all that. I mean, it's hard for I think, especially a millennial audience or younger audience, to have the advertising literacy to be like, hey, this is an ad. This isn't the same as you know me just seeing a a post from my favorite online personality and stuff. And so, I mean, that's a lot of the reasons that like social media platforms have cracked down on showing sponsored by X Y Z for a sponsor thing or trying to kind of have them actually talk about it in the ad or going to hashtag ad or hashtag sponsored or whatever else. Um, to try to counter the fact of how impressionable this audience is, um, and so I think that's going to, in a way, change the way that people perceive online advertising because to be cognizant of the fact that you know people are paying money to be there and they're trying to uh, make a dollar. I mean, influencers are the same as like any like it's their business, right? I mean, you make money off of having a brand for yourself. They're going to find ways to um, sell something to someone. And how do we actually encourage? the consumer to be like well informed of that. And so back to your question, which I always seem to take a long-winded way to answer questions. Um, I think it's gonna, there's gonna be like a, a peak almost of like what social media is, where it's like if you're not at all doing something that to not to use a buzzword is authentic or is real, people are gonna see right through it because it's like, well, you know, you're know you sponsored by Doritos or you're sponsored by whatever. Why are you posting about this and stuff? And consumers are gonna become more savvy of that over time. So. I think that's kind of the the next thing of it is trying to really cut through what is inauthentic in a way that's like super, super, super genuine. And I think for a lot of agencies and for a lot of businesses, that means like just going the, the most simple route, like using the using the KISS principle of keeping it simple, stupid, and going out and being like, hey, this is the most like real way that I can engage with a brand or with a consumer. and. Uh, kind of relying on that.
0: Yeah. I think uh, I can definitely relate that it's it's very obvious when like I see an ad on, on Instagram from like an influencer and I'm like, okay, you probably I, I can tell you don't really care or use that product. Yeah, yeah. You're just trying to make some money. Like it's totally. it's pretty obvious.
1: I mean, like, you know, good for that. I mean, I'd love if like someone would pay me, you know, no, sure. hundred dollars to eat KFC on camera. I'd do it. Like if if they're if they're listening, Wouldn't they honestly, know? like phenomenal. But KFC if you're out there. Yeah. <laughs> I have your merch already, I'm ready for it, but no, I mean it is it is such like a thing that people see through, right? So, I mean, how we actually like counter that, you know, and everyone has ad blockers more and more, right? Like, I mean, so how do you actually be relevant still in the age of like no one no one wants to be advertised to? Like, no one is like, hey, I can't wait to see a Facebook ad. It slips through them fast. Like TikTok has just been going monetizing more and more, like ad space and stuff. And I borderline throw my phone when I see an ad because it's just like it's so unexpected, no one wants it. So how do you advertise online without advertising online? I guess is like the biggest question.
0: It's kind of funny when uh, you hear like, because we're we consume our own content, and it's funny when people that work in ad agencies and like marketing agencies actually like don't like getting
1: ads they like Yeah, on their own platforms and kind of funny And I wanted an ad blocker. I'm like, I can't have an ad blocker because it's almost like sacrilege, into my own like job. I feel like. like I'm just like, I don't want to see online ads. I'm like, well, I mean, I do that. That was a job. You no, know, it's it's tough for sure. But yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting too. I mean, I think it's like part of the reason I don't hate working in this industry is like it's a challenge that's different, right? And I mean, you always learn new ways to try to do things and stuff, and give the content back to the people. Not to sound like revolutionary, but like finding ways to be like, oh, you know. Let's try something different and new that's never been tried before because it's going to be something that's going to hit different. When it when it hits different, it hits right. <laughs> oh, um,
0: yeah, that's the quote of the day. Yeah, thank you. Because um, I, I do a quote of the day every episode. So oh no! When okay. it hits different, <laughs> it hits right. Well, you know, I that just,
1: that's the first time I said those like words in combination, and I came to get a tattoo tonight that says that's that. perfect.
0: do you have any like personal brands on on instagram or like uh let's say like snapchat or something that you use as a benchmark for like really good work
1: yeah probably um i'm big into following like entertainment side things like i love that industry as a whole of how they kind of like bring personality into what they do so like i mean i I love going to concerts like that's Something I spend a stupid amount of money on is just going to, like, different shows and different events and everything like that. And I think, like, what's the cool combo between, like, you know, instead of, like, going to hockey games and stuff like that, like, there's a lot of cool ways that they try to bring in this personal element of, like, you're going to, like, a show or an event, but you're trying to make it the person still. So it's kind of like this weird form of, like, I don't know. It's like, I I like what they try to do because it's, it's trying to seem so approachable and so authentic in a way that's, like, you're still trying to sell tickets to whatever you're trying to sell to and it's a product still. So it's kind of cool to see them do what they do. I like them a lot. Um, I think outdoor like adventure brands and stuff have a lot of really cool things they can do, like Patagonia or like um mech or anything that they do Or it's kind of like more like, hey, here's a lifestyle. I'm trying to sell a lifestyle. And it's something that I think helps them where it's like, you know, you're not just a brand who's trying to sell a thing, but you're selling like here's an entire lifestyle behind it whether it's like support us because you love the outdoors or support us because you love nature or, um eco-conscious decisions and stuff which i think is becoming a bigger and bigger thing so kind of those brands that are trying to stay like at the cutting edge of like how do we stay relevant and topical in a way that's like here's our core mission and core statement in a way it's like within their brand itself
0: lululemon does a very good job yeah. at that. they're fantastic like I've, i don't think i've seen like more loyal customers <laughs> no doubt no. than, yeah. than to like Lululemon it's nuts I don't know how they do it like I no. don't know if you, maybe you because you like you have that kind of that <laughs> social media lens you kind of
1: get it more than I do but I was at a conference hearing like Lush speak about that and like Lush is obviously super like ingrained in like being ego conscious or you know for the people and stuff and so they were talking a lot about how what they do, like every decision they make is made through like a lens almost of that, right? And how do they choose what causes to support? How do they choose what to promote? How do they choose what to do? I mean, I think when you have a brand who's so passionate about like that thing, like there's no um, there's no room for flexibility almost in a way, it makes it easier for whoever's marketing that brand to be like, well, this is our lane to play in. And it's like, they were talking about how like, you know, their marketing budget is zero. Like they don't spend any money on marketing. They completely rely on the fact that you know here's what we're doing we're selling a product that is you know eco-conscious that's based on the fact that you know our money is supporting these different causes and stuff they were talking about how in the UK um, last year their main marketing team was like we're going to get off social media because of you know reasons of like mental health and reasons of how social media is kind of you know hurting people in certain ways which I, I mean I totally understand and totally feel that and so there's a brand that you know when you have such a strong like core pillar of like, here's what you're doing. Like it's, it's a lot easier, I think, to make marketing decisions because you're going to do things that are super reflective of that versus a brand. I think when you have a super like unstable pillar of like, you're trying to kind of find your way still. And I mean, I think if you have a space, own it and like go super deep on it. So Lululemon does that because they know what they're doing. They're not trying to do something that's not outside of like what they are and that helps them for sure.
0: No, that's awesome. Uh, well, I think it's about time to wrap this up. Uh, Matt, thanks so much for for chatting with us today.
1: Thank you. It's been really great. It's awesome. been really great. <laughs> it's been super <laughs> rash.
0: Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks guys.
1: for having me.